Hello, everybody. This is Reels, a podcast about everything movie and television. I'm Derek. I'm with my brother, Dakota. Uh, thank you all for listening. All right, so let's uh, start off today with what you've been watching. Okay, uh, I'm still watching Shrinking. comes out every Friday on Apple TV+. Plus. show's just getting better and better and better. And I think... This is like my favorite. This is gonna be crazy. <laughs> this is my favorite Harrison Ford role that he's ever done. What? Yeah, I just—he's just like this, this like old guy therapist, and he's just like, he's just—it's such a great. So Harrison Ford, as we all know, everybody loves Harrison Ford, but like he's not the best of like actors, actors, you know? right? Yeah, but like this is just. This character just has so much depth, and like he's going through like these problems in the show, and it's just so interesting to see Harrison Ford in this role because it's like a it's the show's technically a comedy, but it almost is on the verge of like a dark comedy because like it's all about super serious, not not super serious, but serious stuff, but they they treat it in a lighthearted manner. Yeah, but it also has that feel good feeling like Parenthood when right. you watch it. It's like this perfect. It's it's awesome. Like it's one of my favorite shows. I might watch that. You really should. It, it's it's every they, it has like this cast of characters in it, and I don't not like I don't hate any of them. Like they're all I just every time they're on screen, I'm just like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I am also. I've come to the conclusion that new anime is not good. <laughs> Aside from Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man is good, but so I'm re-watching anime that I know is good, and so right now I'm just re-watching Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. And for the first time, because so anime that come back, anime back in those days actually had good dubs. I've never seen Cowboy Bebop dubbed, and so I'm watching it in dubbed mm. for the first time, which is nice. It's actually good. It's like Black Lagoon, which is... I don't know what Cowboy Bebop is about. Space Cowboys. Oh, okay. Space. Uh, they're uh, bounty hunters. Gotcha. That's it. Literally. Lame. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that the, uh, it's crazy that the show is so... There's, the show's only like 24 or 26 episodes, and only like four of them are the main story, and the rest are just one-off stories, like a cop show. There's only 24 episodes? Yeah. And people, people talk about it all the time. I know it's that good. Yeah, Weird. no, it's it's um it's this perfect like combination. It's like imagine it has like this Tarantino feel. Imagine if, if Quentin Tarantino made us a, a sci-fi movie, but but filmed it like a western. I can see it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like a sci-fi bounty hunter movie, but filmed it like a western, and all the characters have ridiculous like in-depth backstories that are like why are all these like how did all these people get on the same ship yeah because the show only starts with just uh spike and and uh jet which that's all it starts with and then they build their crew oh okay i might watch it if it's that short Mm -hmm. not anytime soon but within the next five years yeah and it has a good dub so you don't gotta read i was gonna watch it no matter what the dub was like oh (laughs) that's terrible (laughs) And then I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Movie's long as fuck. 
It was long. We're going, it didn't feel long. So oh. how was it? I don't. I didn't like it <laughs> at all. Uh, uh, it was like fine. I don't know what it was about it that it, it was just like the whole time watching it. I was just like, man, all these other war movies are way better than this. And I think the problem was like everyone or our one of our friends told me like it's. He was like, it's so good. He's like, Tyler. And I watched it, and it's like... You remember how when 1917 came out, and you had a problem with the score? Yeah. I I, I had that feeling with this. There was just like this weird techno score to it. I was like, what? Did you... Have you seen it? I did not watch it, no. Okay. And there's only moments of the techno thing, but it really took me out of it. That's how 1917 was. Just at that one moment. Yeah, just that one. And... It's like there were mo- the this is the thing is the the whole the whole re- the whole story of this is like this ki- and this is no spoilers like this uh, it literally says in the description like it's about this like group of of teenagers like super pumped to go to war because it's World War One and they're super pumped and then they get there and realize like how horrible it is and because like they're like yeah because like they're the government's just lying to them they're just like yeah we're winning and they American. No. What are you're following Germans. Germans? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and then they get there and they realize how horrible it is. And the thing is, is the movie shows horrible things, but I didn't feel like they, they didn't mess me up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, like, like yeah, like you're seeing a bunch of people get shot and, and die and stuff. And like, there are some gruesome bits, but it, it didn't come across as gruesome for me. Like, like there's one, like... Like, there's a death scene in it, and I think the scene lasts, like, eight minutes, and this dude's just dying the whole time, like, slowly. And and I just, like, didn't care. I was just like, it's not doing anything for me. I was I was literally over it. I was like, just kill him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. Like, dead serious. And and it's it hits this, like, it hits this level of artsiness that I don't think belongs in a war movie. It feels it, like a, the wrong place to do it. Unless it's like Taika Waititi's, uh, yeah. What's it called? Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, but so who who did Moonrise Kingdom? Um, Paul, Paul W. Anderson. Paul W. Anderson. Yeah, Paul S. Ant, but yeah. What I would want to you know which one. the good one. <laughs> yeah. And it's the whoever made I don't know who made this, but they it seemed like they were trying to pull that into it like a Paul Paul W. Anderson stuff into it difficult and it just didn't work yeah his his movie shouldn't work it's a phenomenon that they do yeah well it's his last movie wasn't that good which one that was the the one where it was like four sub stories oh I haven't seen that one I love Moonrise Kingdom love it and Grand Budapest is so good too yeah and then I have one more movie okay Uh, I did watch Tar Oh, oh damn okay how was that uh it's not as good as you thought it was gonna be huh no I think it's the opposite oh it's better I think it's super freaking good really so so this is we'll talk about we're gonna talk about the Oscars later because I have some hot takes about this okay but I will say uh Kate Blanchett gives a Daniel Day Lewis level performance and it's it's th- this movie hit real hard, real hard at home for me because we we live in a world. <laughs> no, seriously, it's like a trailer. <laughs> we 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 live in a world where right now, like the whole like J.K. Rowling 
thing and everything. Everyone doesn't separate the art from the artist. It pisses me off. And I do. Like, I fully do. Like, art is not the artist's art after it's made. And that is what this whole movie is about. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty excited to watch it. I'm I'm hoping... I haven't watched it yet. I'm hoping to watch it before the Oscars still. Yeah. But because of the way we release everything, we gotta talk about the Oscars today, so... I've only seen five of the movies. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen seven. Uh, yeah, seven. Uh, yeah, that's all I've watched this week. Tar is long though. Let me freaking tell you, it's oh, yeah. it long. But I had two thirty-seven. I had I had fun watching it, and it's a, it's also we'll, we'll talk about it since it's Oscar movies. We'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> um. So I watched The Masked Singer, like always. Yeah. Uh, who got who got kicked this week? Grandmaster Flash. He is the the DJ that discovered scratching a record, mm. and I was like, "That's not." I, I watched like, a documentary about him, bro. <laughs> the records have been around for ever, like for a long time. Someone scratched that bitch. I promise you. No, he did. he did. I, I know the whole story to it. Okay. I remember watching it. Uh-huh. He was like in his mom's thing. And he wasn't supposed to be listening to music. And she's she he heard her coming, so he put his hand on the record. To stop and it. Yep, and it went Err. And then he he like he was like, What? And then he started started doing his thing. That's crazy. <laughs> he, he cannot sing. <laughs> uh, that's why he went home. And uh, you know, two people are supposed to get a mask every week because it's kinda like the winner goes on to next week. Yeah. And the Medusa has been winning. And I think that it's Fergie. Sounds like Fergie. I think she didn't get a mask this this week either. So they 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 introduced this new thing this season where they can save three people with a bell, and these motherfuckers saved her. Oh my god! I watched I watched her performance one time with you, and it was just bad. Yeah, she's not very good. Um, but the other contestant, the new one that beat her this week, is the the, their sushi rolls. There's five of them. And they are, it's the pentatonics. Like, oh. it's 100% the pentatonics. So are they, are they even playing music, or are they just doing it all acapella? No, they're playing music. They're not doing it acapella. Oh, they're no. all singing. Oh, but I still knew, I was like, I mean, they're going to win. It's not fair to have five acapella singers versus people that, some of them can't even fucking sing anyway, you know? Yeah. But it's it was like, instantly, I was like, how many, how many girls are in there? Just one? I was like, oh, that's the pentatonics. I hope they have. Um, I don't even. I'm not. I'm not even like a big fan of like rap rap music. But when uh, Wiz Khalifa was on there, it was like one of the, my favorite parts of the show. So I hope they get more people who just like flat out rap, like don't even sing, like they're just rapping. Yeah, it was. It was a good. Uh, it was a good change up when he was in it. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then so I. I did go and see Cocaine Bear, and I was hyped, you know. Yeah. And I, it pains me to tell everyone this, but the movie is not just not good; it's downright boring. Yeah. Which is it boring. Ba- boring. It baffles me how this movie called Cocaine Bear was boring, but. I mean, you get a bear attack in the beginning. Obviously, it's a horror movie. But then we are introduced to 
no less than 12 characters, all with something to do, like a B storyline, in a 90-minute movie called Cocaine Bear. And 12 is the low end. Like, there are some that are less fleshed out, Mm -hmm. up to 16 characters. Yeah. Um... So you spend, I mean, 25 minutes introducing characters and you're no fucking bear. And then, that it's, after the introduction, we see them go to where the bear is going to be all separately. Because none of them are together. And then we finally get a little bit of bear. And there's one sequence in the whole movie that I think is worth watching. And there is some outrageous kills, which is what you're expecting from a movie called Cocaine Bear. The bear's ridiculous. It's killing people, you know, doing stupid shit. The The deaths are gory and gruesome and fun. And that whole sequence lasts maybe 12 minutes. And then it dips right back to shit again, and it ends like garbage. <laughs> uh, uh, How did the bear look? Like, see, was it good? It's very good. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's A24, I think. Uh, Pretty sure it is. No, I think it's Universal. Oh, really? Yeah, but I could be wrong. But it does look like... There are shots where the bear looks real. And it's pretty impressive. But there's just so many characters. Not enough. Just, you know, when you... When you expect... Or when you go to see a movie that's called fucking Cocaine Bear, you expect the movie to be balls to the walls. Like, just stupid, over-the-top bullshit. And it is not like that at all. And, you know, it's kind of a, a horror comedy. And I would say, like, maybe 10% of the jokes hit. So, it, it was just... It was rough. It was boring. Wow. Tiffany, we, we all went. Me, my wife, and my child. Um, and my wife leaned over to me about 35, 40 minutes in. And was like, how is this movie still going? <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it was four hours long, and it was 90 minutes. Dang. Um... I didn't have high hopes for the movie, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but I'd you, much pre- I would much prefer to watch the Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't like stupid horror as much as I do. I don't think. Yeah, but I like some. Like uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil and stuff. That's a good movie. Yeah, those are great. I just, it just it just has to hit for me sometimes. I, I, it's just a bear. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, was on co- it was supposed to be on cocaine. We've Yeah, <laughs> but we've seen like a good bear in like The Revenant. You know what I mean? Like a good bear attack. Yeah, that so is like a good one. Just like, they're just not gonna... Unless it's like outrageous, ridiculous, like, like sequel, wrong turn, you know? I mean, there is one kill in this that is so ridiculous that it almost redeemed the entire movie, but it didn't. But it's funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, I won't spoil it, I guess. Yeah. I'll watch it. Okay. Sure. Um, so after we got home that night, I knew that Megan was on Peacock. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, so that's... I tried to get my wife to watch this with me. I was like, I'm going to get this cocaine bear bad taste out of my mouth, and we're going to watch Megan. And Megan is incredible. I watched the unrated version. Yeah, you got... I can't have spoilers for this, because I am excited to see it. Okay, I won't spoil. Uh, So, you know, people were talking... Like, the only thing that people were kind of negative on was that it was PG-13, the original cut. This unrated version adds maybe some some cuss words and then a little bit of blood, but like just a little bit of blood. 
And it's the exact same runtime as oh. the PG-13. So I think that it probably works PG-13 also. Like, I, I didn't feel like I needed the blood. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why people, like, sometimes I, I know R rating is needed, but, like, when you have a movie like The Ring... You know, yeah. that's PG-13. That movie's terrifying. Yeah, you don't need it. Yeah. This didn't need it. Um, but it's a, it's a lot like the new Child's Play, the Child's Play remake. Mm-hmm. And we've, we both said that if that movie was called anything other than Child's Play, it would have been, we would have liked it a lot. Yeah. Like, I still like the movie. It just seems weird to call it Child's Play when it's clearly not. But this is even better. It's like they took that concept and they gave it just so much charm you know uh, but if you're gonna watch it we'll just talk about it more in depth once you watch it yeah I'll get it done this week for sure okay they do set up a sequel and it made so much money that we'll definitely get one so yeah, they announced it like yeah. a few days after um I watched The Fablements and you're gonna hate that movie like you said I, I knew I was <laughs> But I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, so, you know, it's a semi-autobiographical movie about Steven Spielberg's life as a child. Yeah. And, I mean, it's pretty well known that his parents got divorced. That's why a lot of his early movies have a broken family or currently going through a divorce, you know? Uh, but this really shows you just how fucked up his shit was as a child and somehow even though it is very serious stuff not super serious but you know more more dramatic than not he still has that he can just put that magic into a movie where it feels like you had a good time you know yeah and it was like that and the kid that he got to play him I mean, it looks just like him when he was young I don't know how I don't know how he found this dude but the kid can act too I don't know how he's not getting nominated, at least for some of the smaller awards. Because I didn't see him get nominated for anything. Um, But I won't go super deep into this either. But I did very much enjoy this movie. Like, I think it's probably number two of all the the best picture movies that I watched so far. Gotcha. Uh, And then... I guess we can talk about the the Last of Us. Oh yeah. So it was it was the Left DLC. behind episode. Yeah, the DLC episode. So what are your initial thoughts on that? This is my favorite episode of the season, and it is the only episode that I think did better than the game. It was very similar to the game. It was very similar, but it was better. What what, what about it was better? It just flowed better. Um, I think their interactions was just better and less awkward than they were in the video game. Yeah. Uh, I think the video game just kind of takes you out of it when you like have to do the water gun fight and all that stuff. When it, It's just one of those moments that could just be a cutscene in the game, you know what I mean? Yeah. They go out of their way. They, like, And in the, the fact that there's only one infected instead of in the game it's a freaking horde. They spend all that time in the mall. Which the mall is so different in the game. It's like desolate, and and then like all of a sudden they they just stumble upon like dozens of infected and they run away from them. It's this whole chase scene, but uh, the one infected was good. Uh, I did. This was their moment. 
<laughs> this was their moment because we, this is we know that Ellie, kill probably kills Riley like has to yeah, and just show it to us. They I don't they don't even, they don't even show it in the game because I rewatched the game too because I was like I I thought they did but I think it's just mentioned in the in the part two that she had to take care of her. Yeah, I don't think you have to show it. No, but no, no, you do because I I watched it, and we were talking. I was we were talking with everyone there that was watching it, and none of them ever. Everyone I watched it with didn't have it because we were at, you know, our grandma was watching it. You're saying none of them knew about the game. The, no, well, none of them knew about the game, and they didn't put two and two together that she would have to kill her. You know what I mean? I had to mention that, and so I, I don't think it's gonna hit. I think well, they tried to mention it a couple of episodes ago when she said, this isn't my first. Yeah, I know that. But but I can see what you're saying. A week-to-week show, two weeks later, that's a, that's rough for people to remember. And you know what's crazy is that we know that there's a, a, a scene with Ashley Johnson as her mom. I figured it would have been in this episode. So now I'm just like, I have no idea where the heck they're implanting that. I think I know. And I think it's going to be the last episode. Like, oh god if they do that it'd be terrible you know the runtime for the last episode no oh you it's gonna make you so mad it's not gonna make me mad because I've accepted it <laughs> bad it's 43 minutes damn this next episode is only 55 I think that's okay introduce David and <laughs> whoever this dude Joel's uh, <laughs> what's his name Troy, Troy Baker yeah. whoever this dude jo- Troy Baker is playing who in, based on the the previews, looks like it's substantial, and and then go through everything that she has to go through, and and everything Joel does too in fifty five <laughs> minutes. It's like not gonna work. It, it might work. I heard that it's good. Um, it better freaking be. Yeah, I think that when uh, in the in the last episode when she gets put under, uh, I think that it might be. Like a a subconscious memory that she that she sees. Yeah, it's the only thing that makes sense. Would you? I've been talking. What do you think about this episode? I really liked it. It really is just magical, you know, uh, what they did. Like when she brings her to the mall and lights it up for the first time. Like it just, you know, we we always talk about back in the day the the rom-coms making it difficult for men you know like all these all these women have these standards because this is what happened in the rom-coms mm-hmm. the last of us is going to do that yeah from for the next generation i'm like do you did you see what riley did for ellie though yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's the best date night ever i i saw that specific moment actually the like when ellie's standing there and they turned all the lights on on the in the mall mm-hmm. the gradient is the lesbian flag like really yeah someone someone pointed it out and it's like because the lesbian flag starts out like it's like purple on top and then it fades into like an orange and that's what it does that's awesome so that's really cool uh yeah i mean i i really enjoyed this episode um what's her name storm reed yeah she is phenomenal i know i've seen her in things well she plays um she plays zendaya's sister in euphoria I, oh right I, I know that that's one of the major things I've seen her in yeah yeah she's a uh, she's in those weird uh, horror movies that are all filmed like 
the COVID ones, the that are filmed on like cams, where you just paranormal activity. No, 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 no. This is like it's getting live streamed, or they're talking over, oh. and it's just you just see the different yeah. things. And one crazy. of those is supposedly good. Yeah, I think that's what's the one she's in. It's yeah. called Missing. The one with the uh, the guy who did the live action Cowboy Bebop, the oh. the actor. I don't know from Harold and Kumar, the Harold, I think. I don't know. Whichever one he's in, they they say. It's I don't good. know that dude's name. <laughs> I don't. Know. It's John, John John Cho. Oh yeah, John, John Cho. Jonathan Cho. But yeah, this. I mean, this episode was. I mean, it was phenomenal. Um, I really hope that the second game. So the get the second game does not have the same structure as the first game. The first game. Joel and Ellie go and they meet someone and they spend some time with them and then they go and they meet someone else and they spend some time with them. And the way the show has done it, we each time they meet someone, we get a very contained story that is separate. And so far, though, I mean, those three episodes have been the best episodes. Bill and Frank, Henry and Sam, and now Riley and Ellie. So I'm hoping in the few, like as we go on into season two, that they can get some of these more vignette-style stories into that story. That'd be hard. There's not a lot of characters in Last of Us 2. The thing that I could think of was... This isn't very... This isn't spoiler. We won't go super spoilery. It's not very spoilery. There are flashbacks, because the second game takes place five years later, and you get flashbacks of what happened during those five years yeah. throughout the game. So I think those episodes could take the place, and I think that those will be the best episodes for uh, season two. <laughs> yeah, um, if they if it follows like the game does. But I really like that, and it, it kind of shows the potential that this world has for spinoffs without Joel and Ellie. Like just like The Walking Dead has that show where it is just anthology. Like you're just stories of the dead is what it's called or something story something like that. And I feel like that that in the Last of Us world would be incredible. Yeah, there, The Walking Dead had some good spinoffs. That there was one idea where there, it was like way in the future, not way, but a few years in the future when there's an established community and they like have like a high school and they're living fine, right? And like high school kids go over the wall. Because they're like, oh, it can't be that bad out there. Yeah, was like, it like beyond the Walking Dead? I, I, don't, I don't know, but I, it sounded cool, but I don't even know if it ever released because I was, I was just done with The Walking Dead. I think it had like two or three seasons, but uh, uh, yeah, that sounded so good. But yeah, it's just like, I don't know how I feel about spinoffs. I would, t- so Pedro Pascal's so young. He's like, he is way younger than Joel. Like he's, he's, he's. As he's young enough to be Joel in the first episode, then really, yeah, yeah, he's not old. Keep talking, I'm gonna look it up. And so I think there'd be like a good. He's forty-seven. Forty-seven, really? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> but they could do. I feel like they could just do like this is my bias because I love Tess, but just do like a Joel and Tess like doing the thing, or Joel, Tess, and Tommy, and then like. The whole drama of Tommy leaving to go with the Fireflies and stuff. Like, it just... Stuff like that. And, like, show us the... I just want him to show us the brutality of the world. It's just ridiculous. 
Like literally, I just just show Joel slamming some dude's head in the corner of of a building until it's mush. You know, like everything that happens in The Last of Us is like that scene in Sin City when Bruce Willis is punching that dude's head until it's pulp. Yeah, it is. Like that, that is every single scene in Last of Us. <laughs> so we need to see that. And I don't we're, think we're seeing it. It's stupid. We might see it this. We might see it Sunday. Yeah, it's so, the one the one chance. Sunday's episode. Uh, this is the best part of the first game. It is is what Sunday's episode is about. So, hopefully, it does it justice. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, these last two episodes are going to be scary because they are the pivotal moments. One, this episode pivotal for Ellie, and the last episode pivotal for everything and Joel. Yeah. Uh, so it really does ride on this, but up until this point, I've just loved this show. You know? Yeah. Um, so I want to start separating the news and the trailers. Cool, man. There were some good trailers this week. <laughs> so let's talk about trailers. What 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 all did you see? Uh, well, my favorite trailer this week was like, uh, what was it called? The Blackening? Did you see that? Yeah. That trailer was awesome. That movie, I, I was laughing so hard at the trailer. I think that movie's going to be great. I mean, it kind of looks like this generation scream. Yeah. No, it, it just looks awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to have a blast when I watch that. It looks very fun. Yeah. Um, what else did you watch? I, 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 I don't know. I didn't save them. Okay. Did you see the two Disney trailers, Haunted Mansion and Peter Pan and Wendy? Peter Pan and Wendy, I did not Haunted Mansion. Peter Pan and Wendy looks awesome. Looks so yeah. good. I told my wife because she like likes. I don't know if she actually likes Peter Pan, but I love Peter Pan. Yeah, it's a cool story. The movie's like okay, the original cartoon movie, and all the other movies are just movies yeah and this movie just looks incredible I, she i watched it and then she came she watched it like a few hours after me and as she was watching it and when she got done i was like that looks like the best peter pan movie you've ever seen and she did not think so but it i do <laughs> i mean it, we always have a problem with these uh live action remakes you know some of them don't feel like they're magical enough some of them look too real the lion king just was awful this looks like it has that magic, but it's also real, mm-hmm. and oh, it's what I want. Yeah, and Jude Law's Captain Hook is—I have such high hopes. It's gonna be so good. Yeah, the the little girl that's playing Wendy, the well, the the Peter Pan and Wendy, the actors. Yeah. This is their first roles, both of them. Yeah. They're not. Are they like theater kids? I don't know. No. But the little girl that's playing Wendy looks like a star already. Like she looks so good. Um. But the movie just looks... I, I saw some people complaining that it's not colorful. Like, it doesn't need to be colorful. Yeah, honestly, we didn't get a lot of uh, like scenes in Neverland, it seemed like. They, they spent, the trailer spends a lot of time them just like getting out of their room and leaving with Peter. Yeah. Can you believe this is coming straight to Disney Plus? Yeah, I don't know. It looks so good. I, I don't know. Like, they're treat Because like, well, the movies that came straight to Disney Plus... Lady, Lady and the Tramp, Pinocchio... And I think one other. But, like, Pinocchio did never look good. Ever. Mm. It did never look good. No. 
And Lady and the Tramp just looked like it was just for people who like Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, fucking and, psychos. Yeah. It, it, the, they were gorgeous. Like, the, the dogs. dogs yeah. The, it was amazing, but I fell asleep during the movie. How are they spending this kind of money and then sending it to Disney Plus? They they probably just want subscribers, man. Mando, Mandalorian 3 ain't doing it. I think, it I think it's probably doing it. I don't get it. <laughs> I'll watch it if I don't get it. Um... So yeah, I mean, I was blown away because I, I, mean, I love Peter Pan. Yeah. And I, because it was going straight to Disney Plus, I thought it was going to be like Pinocchio, like just garbage looking. I am excited for this movie. Yeah. Do you think they'll uh, bring the? Do you think they'll have Lost Boy in their in their soundtrack? Because that'd be cool. No. <laughs> it would be cool though. Uh, so you didn't see the Haunted Mansion trailer? No, I, I I skipped past it. It's actually looks very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very funny the whole time. Uh, I don't really know what's going on, you know? Yeah. But it just looks like a good time. Owen Wilson is hamming it up. Uh, he's playing a priest that's come in to do, like... Owen Wilson is? Yeah, Owen Wilson. And, like, like the ending... The last thing that they show in the trailer is someone's like, well, what if they get in here? And he's like, let him come in here. He picks up this big old axe. And they're like, they're dead already. He's like, they're about to be deader. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. And I never would have thought that I was going to watch this movie. But I'm 100% going to watch this movie. Didn't, wasn't Eddie Murphy's movie just called Haunted Mansion 2? Yeah, it was based on the same thing. The based same on the, thing? the ride from, the, from Disney World or whatever. Huh. Or Disneyland. Well, if Owen Wilson's in it, I'll watch it. Because I'll watch anything that he's in. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks very good. Uh... And in front of Cocaine Bear, I got a Bo is Afraid trailer. Oh yeah, I've seen one. I don't know if this is the one that's already been released, but I had this was the first time I'd seen anything about Bo is Afraid. And it just looks absolutely bonkers. And it may be better than Hereditary and Midsummer if it if it holds up to what it's looking like. I don't know. You must have had a different trailer because I remember when I saw it and I was like, I don't know about this movie. And it kind of looks like a whole, like a, a big group of people are forcing him into his own nightmares to live them and studying him. Yeah. Well, what my so you definitely <laughs> saw a different trailer because my trailer, which was months and months ago that I saw. I didn't know what the heck was going on. So the fact that you do means you saw some more stuff. I mean, it looks very good. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll watch anything my man's makes because Hereditary and Midsummer are just absolutely incredible. But Joaquin Phoenix looks like he's, you know, going to basically play the Joker again. But... But a normal man. Yeah. You got one? Uh, yeah. I, mean, I knew I had trailers. I was finding them. Are, are you done with your trailers? Uh, Yeah, that's everything I saw. So, Mafia Mama. Did you see that trailer? I didn't watch oh it. Oh my god, it looks so good. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But I love Tony Collette. So the story is... This is a show, right? No. No, it's a movie. No, fat out movie. And uh, she is... Like the granddaughter of some Italian uh, mafia guy, yeah, and he dies, and he leaves everything to her to run, and she didn't even know he existed. Damn. And so she rolls up. You have freaking 
uh, Monica Bellucci as like his right hand woman, and Tony Collette as her like like American blonde soccer mom is in charge of of the mafia <laughs> while you have uh monica bellucci trying to teach her everything and getting frustrated and whatever that sounds and good it just looks so fun and it looks so good and tony collette and, and monica bellucci are just great and, and everything they're in and then i also did somewhere in Cre- in somewhere in queens did you see this no it's got ray romano in it and uh, I don't know her name. Lori from Roseanne. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what is her name? Yeah. And so they're they're they have a son, and he is like I think he's playing a he's I don't, I don't know which sport I'm assuming basketball. Lori or Jackie? Wait. From isn't her name Lori and Roseanne? Roseanne's sister. Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jackie, so so Ray Romano, Jackie, and you know I love Ray Romano. Yeah, and it's like his son. They're trying to like give his son a scholarships and stuff, and he's he's like dead set on his son uh, helping him with the family business and stuff, and his son's dead set on that too. And so it's like he's it's about him trying to do right for his son, but like the the mom is is like no, he needs to work for us and. The dad in Ray Romano's like, well, if he gets a scholarship, like, why not? You know, so it's it's gonna be good. Yeah. It looks good. I did see another trailer, but it wasn't very good. We don't need to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> uh. So then for the news, I don't got a lot. Not a lot happened, but we will talk about Zendaya getting her pay. Did you see that for Euphoria? No, I didn't know. A million episode. Dang. Yeah. For the season three? Season three. Um, all their contracts were up, so everyone was scared because, like, the show's kind of made every single one of them into a star. You know? Yeah. Um, everyone was kind of like, how are you going to do another season if all of them leave? So she was the first one to be, like, that we know is coming back, and she's going to get a million episode. So that's cool for her. Yeah. She deserves it. I mean, she's... That show lives and dies by her, I feel like. Yeah. You don't watch it, though, do you? Uh, I, st- I watched part of the first season. Kind of keep up with it every now and then. Yeah, I think it was like, it's either episode five or episode six of the second season. It was one of the best TV episodes of television I've ever seen. Yeah. And I don't even like Euphoria like people like Euphoria. Like, <laughs> I really only watched it for one character. And it's not Zendaya. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, I feel the, I feel like... Mine is Zendaya. I feel like anytime it's someone else, I can't stand the show. No, she's like my second favorite. So Which character? The her drug dealer. The uh, oh, well, he's not really a character. Like, he's barely in it. No, he's great. He's way he's in it way more than season two. Oh, way more. I just don't like none of her fucking friends. So is uh uh her her actual best friend the one that's um God what's his name? Maude Apatow. Judd Apatow's daughter. Uh-huh. She's in a way more in season two. Mm. But, and they're just great. Um, and then Steven Yoon. Is that how you say it? Yoon? I think so. He was cast in uh, Thunderbolts. That was official? It's official. So he's going to be joining everyone there. Uh, or I, So the rumor is that he's going to be playing a character called Sentry. Do you know about this character? No. Oh, boy. He is like a super Superman, 
but has mental issues. Uh, so he's going to be like their their trump card when they're trying to fight whoever the heck they're trying to fight. Well, so they, he's a weird character. Um, so uh, Superman, everything that Superman can do, plus throw energy beams, uh, teleport, uh, telekinesis. Like he is strong. Like introducing him seems like a bad idea, but there's a little caveat where he has a nemesis called Void who is just as strong and it's because he and Void are the same person. I don't know if it's from like a weird time thing or if it's a multiple personality thing. I didn't delve that far. But it just seems like to have to introduce a character that strong fucks up the entire MCU. But that is just a rumor. He could be playing just some random whatever. Yeah. But it, like getting introducing someone that strong in that movie makes no sense. Because they're all just super soldiers, essentially. And some of them not even that. It's uh, yeah. Taskmaster, Black Widow, uh, no, no. whatever her name is. I don't know what her name is. Yeah, Florence Pugh is Black yeah. Widow. Yeah, I don't know what her name is. In the- da- David Harbour's character. Oh yeah, the, Ultraman. I think the, the Captain, knockoff Captain America, the knockoff Captain America, Bucky, Ghost, and someone that I don't even know. Really? I thought you had them all right there. Oh, maybe. I remember seeing the picture. That sounds like everyone. Like, what the fuck are they going to do against someone that's more powerful than Superman? Oh, I thought he was going to be part of their team. He could be. Oh. That, that seemed. Then who are they going to fight? What are they going to do while he's killing them? <laughs> Well, they're setting up everything for them to fight the freaking Avengers or something. Aren't they? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch the Hawkeye stuff. But Florence Pooh's character, everything she's... So, like, in Hawkeye... This is all I know. I never watched a single episode of the show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Hawkeye technically killed Black Widow. You know yeah. what I mean? Technically. Technically. And she blames him for it. So, like, she's the villain of the... Or, I guess, one of, like like a side villain or something of that whole show because she's going trying to kill Hawkeye for killing her sister interesting uh, that's all I know I, I know because I watched Captain America and, and Bucky or whatever it's called and the the knockoff Captain America I know how he gets in because and they like that's when they start forming it's some famous actress like she has purple hair in the in the movies, but she's forming the team for something, and she she's like the new Shield person. She's the other character that's not that's probably like idea. I did not know who that yeah, was. She's the person who played like she does Veep that show. Mm, okay. She was on some real famous. She was like on Seinfeld or something. I don't know. Yeah, Ghost is being there is weird. I'm excited because I like that character. Yeah, I like but that character. I, did, I just don't know the dynamic of this is going to be like. Force 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 Pooh is so. Famous, <laughs> she is. <laughs> like you have to have her leading this team. Yeah, she's one hundred percent leading the team. Yeah, but it seems like she's over, like too famous for it. Honestly, yeah, she she just probably I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then the only other thing that I was going to talk about was uh, the SAG Awards. Oh, yeah. because a twenty four won every single award for acting in a movie. 
Because everything ever wore all at once won everything, didn't it? And then Brendan Fraser won for The Whale. Oh. That's insane to me that this little indie company is freaking winning all the awards. I, like, I would say the SAG Awards is the second biggest. At least for the people. Act, yeah. Because it's only acting awards. Right. And only the actors. Like, this is who the actors want to win, you know? But, but this, the Academy's just like that. So the way the Academy works is only actors vote on actor things. Yeah. And then the producers. The directors vote right. on directors and all that. So it's still the same thing, but I mean, we have a pretty good idea after this who's going to win all the Oscars. I think. See, the, man, the the problem I have with this is Michelle Yeoh won for Best Actress, right. and I've seen Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I've seen Tar, and let me tell you, that Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh doesn't hold a candle to her performance. So you know that. If Michelle Yeoh wins, it's kind of like for her whole career and a little political. Obviously, no. That I was going to bring up the the politics of <laughs> yeah. the Oscars because you had the you had the Oscars so white year, and then you had the next year where every single uh, non white nominee won. Right. Literally the next year, and then last year the first had so many firsts for um, uh, deaf uh, deaf actors and everything yeah and this year now we're gonna have the firsts of asian actors and that's what it's gonna be and i feel like like the the year after the oscar so white when everyone who wasn't white was winning it almost made me feel bad because i don't think that they even want that yeah i think that they're like the nomin i feel like they think the nomination was enough and that it almost taints their award because they think it's like, did you win just because you weren't white, or did you win because you were the best that year? So yeah, and I think we're gonna be in that this year too, but which is weird because like Parasite just won Best Picture a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, and Michelle Yeoh is the most prominent Asian actress in Hollywood ever, I think, mm-hmm. and she does deserve like a a Lifetime Achievement Award. For what she's done, but Kate Blanchett's performance is so standout. Like it is on, it is on, um, literally on Daniel Day Lewis's Phantom Phantom Thread and uh, the Oil movie. There will be blood. There will be blood. It's on that level. Like I've never seen a performance this close to his ever. And th- this movie isn't the. I can't stress it enough. You, you haven't watched it, but the movie doesn't cut. Like, it, it does... It's not like Birdman or 1917, but it... Like, she just has... I'm not... I, I bet there were some scenes where she had over 20 pages of dialogue God that she's damn. just ranting off for one whole take. And there's no secret cuts. They don't film it like that. They You can't... There's no secret cuts. And her... It's so... It was so impressive to watch her and... I just feel like the Screen Actor Guild Award makes me worried. Not worried, but like Michelle Yeoh might win. She's 100% going to win. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, I, I have two rumor things I want to talk about. And then we'll, we'll go back to the SAG Awards and that'll segue right into the topic. Okay. okay? Yeah. So the two rumor awards happen to be a rumor. Oh, what did I say? The two rumors that I have happen to be both DC related, so it's extra fun. Okay. 
uh, Ben Affleck is supposedly going to be directing the Batman Brave and the Bold movie. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's just good because Ben Affleck is such a Batman fan. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about, I think maybe on our first episode, about how James Gunn was going to try to save face with the Snyder people. And this is this is how you save face, you know, having Ben Affleck direct the Batman movie, even though it's not going to be the one that he was originally going to direct, he's still getting to do something. Yeah, if he can keep the the fighting style that like his Batman has for this new Batman, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we'll see. But think, it is exciting. Do you think they're going to try and do you think they're going to try and like hold like make a new Batman suit like a wholly different suit or you think they're going to try and keep it close to Ben Affleck style suit no I think it'll be completely different mm. interesting it'll be blue it'll be blue <laughs> it won't be blue <laughs> um, so yeah that, that's pretty exciting uh, the other thing was apparently there is a Batman Beyond animated movie in development that is supposed to be DC's answer to the Spider-Verse movies so like a real actual animated movie. Yeah, are they? Is it? Do they say if they're bringing back? Well, it's just a rumor. Oh man! But I because he he has a whole he has a podcast that he just talks about all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it would be pretty dumb not to bring him back. Yeah, you know. God, that'd be so cool. But then, like, what do you do about Batman then, though? Because Kevin Conroy just passed away. Yeah, man. They. Ha- I don't know. But can you imagine a Batman movie? Like a, a, a made-for-adult animated Batman Beyond movie? Gosh. Yeah. It'd be so great. It would be incredible. They can... I I assume... Man, it's going to be hard. Because, like, you can't... Mark Hamill might not do it if, he, if they have the Joker. He might not do it. He might not do it ever again. Yeah. But if they have... There's someone out there who can do Kevin Conroy's Batman voice. I mean, Troy Baker can... It's okay. I, mean, Troy, I was going to say, Troy Baker can do Mark Hamill's, so oh. someone can definitely do Kevin Conroy's Batman voice. Yeah. Troy it's Baker... Just, it's in, just going to be sad not knowing knowing it's not Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Um, but those were... Oh, there was another a tweet. David Ayer said that he met with James Gunn and then he tweeted like something about good things are coming. Let's let him set up everything and then we'll see what happens. So we might actually get an air cut. And if, if that movie ends up being good, it'll be insane. Yeah, they, they actually can't release it because if it is good, uh, the Snyderverse fans will fucking lose their minds. They'll be like, Batman v Superman should have been the ultimate cut. You should have released this. Justice League should have been the Snyder cut, and we would have, would never be in this situation. And they'll never win him over. Yeah, maybe they're just letting maybe him direct something else. Yeah, letting him direct something else, giving him Swamp Thing. Eh, I don't want him to do Swamp Thing. Yeah, I don't know what he could do unless he's like helping with Green Lantern. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go back to the SAG Awards and the Oscars. All right. Do you have all the winners? I don't know. For the SAG? Yeah. I can get them. I was just going... So, I, I you you talked about not... Uh, are people not separating the art from 
the controversy of whoever created the art, you yes. know? It's kind of the same thing I feel with the politics for the award season. Michelle Yeoh probably will never get nominated again. And I think that that factors in. The politics factor in. But you're supposed to look at it just subjectively for that year who had the, the best performance, you know? Yeah, and they... This sounds so terrible. But, like, they used to. Because, like, remember when... Uh, Casey Affleck had all those allegations against him and he won he still won for Manchester by the Sea it depends on the year I think but yeah that is a good one yeah that you know shows that they definitely at least at one point but he was he was much better than everyone that year and sometimes you just get unlucky yeah well and uh, even was it last year or the year before when Anthony Hopkins beat Chadwick Boseman was it? Yeah, because remember they saved it. They they did best actor last because pe- oh, they thought he was going to win. Right, but the right. Only, there's only two people who knows the winners, <laughs> and then and then he won, and then they cut him off so short because he didn't even show up, and he was like completely stunned because they saved best actor for after best picture. That's funny. So there you go. There's another one that is, I don't know. I've never seen The Father. Um. Yeah, I just... It, it happens to two people. They have their their one performance of their career, but they're just... The competition that year is just stiff, and they don't get their Oscar. Yeah, like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, or Sandra Bullock for Gravity. I forget who she lost to. She did lose? I think so. Maybe she won. Yeah. But, I mean, Will Smith before this last one. You know? Yeah. It happens. So, yeah, it kind of sucks for Michelle Yeoh, but it's still... If she wasn't the best that year, she still shouldn't win. Yeah. But here are the SAG Awards for... Uh, a cast and a motion picture. It was everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Which... Well, seems like it should be going to uh, the Banshees of Anna Sheeran. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I think, personally, but I don't know. I think even, so I've only seen like 30 minutes of Everywhere, Everything All at Once, because I was too high to finish the movie. It was quite complicated. But I watched The Fablemans, and everyone in that movie is good. I mean, Michelle Williams plays his mom. She's phenomenal. Yeah, she's great in everything. Paul Dano plays his dad. So, I think that Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is probably the lowest one that got nominated See, I don't know. The, the, the thing about Everything Everywhere All at Once is that it's such a, a quirky movie that it's hard to judge the performances because they have to... The performances are still part of the, like, weird... Not like the quirkiness. Like, it's like... Like in Grand Budapest. Like Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Right? He's like... He's like overacting for his character, but it works in that world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's hard to judge these because it's such a, a oddball of a movie that, like, thinking on it, like, do I find any problems with Michelle Yeoh's performance? No. Not at all. No. And uh, uh, Ki-Hu Kwan, he's just, he's sweeping. He's doing a J.K. JK Simmons sweep. He's oh, yeah. not lost. But I, I don't think he has a strong contenders. Well, I mean, kind of. He has, like, Brendan Gleeson. And Barry, Barry Keegan. Keegan. 
Yeah, I mean, but his, it, Kihu Kwan's is the is the best performance in everything ever. In the first thirty minutes, he's definitely the best. Yeah. Um. So then, female actor, it went to Michelle Yeoh. Uh, over Kate Blanchett, Viola Davis for The Woman King, Anna de Armas for Blonde, and Danielle Deadweiler for Till. Don't even know what that is. Yeah, I've but already it, said. <laughs> you said that you definitely think Kate Blanchett should win. I haven't seen any of these movies, so I don't really have anything to put in. And then for male actor, Brendan Fraser won for The Whale. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say, but I feel like it should just go to him. One. This is one where we feel like the politics, politics should, should go. Win. Yeah, because... <laughs> yeah, Austin Butler's so young. He's so young. He's going to get nominated like six more times. Yeah. But I also, I don't know. I I find it hard because, like, I was really against Rami Malek winning for uh, whatever, the Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. Because I I just think when they do these musicians, I don't know. There's something about it that I just don't get. I I don't know what it is. I just don't think ever they just do good performances ever. I don't know why. Like Weird. Austin Butler, he did better than Rami Malek, but like I don't think it's like I knew he was going to get nominated after watching the movie. I feel like that's where it should have stopped, though. It's crazy yeah, that he just won. Give him, just give him a nomination. What did he win? He won one. He's won more than one. He's like won the Golden Globe and the something else. Yeah, and like they've been splitting them. Yeah. So Oscar night is going to be fucking wild. We have no idea which of them's going to win. Yeah. After I watch the whale, I will definitely have an opinion. On it. It's crazy that Colin Farrell's not really in the race. Because yeah. early on, it seemed like he was going to be. Like, before any of the award shows, it was like Colin Farrell or Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And now it's just uh, Austin Butler or Brendan Fraser. Uh, the other two that got nominated for this, though, were Bill Nye for a Living. Yeah, I ain't seen it. And then Adam Sandler for Hustle. Hustle's that new? I guess. Wait. Really? That's what it says. Oh, Hustle. I was thinking of Uncut Gems. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So maybe him not winning for Uncut Gems is fine if he's going to start showing up all the time. He's a good actor. He's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Hustle's a, a, like a mid-movie, but he is good in it. So I haven't seen The Whale yet either, but I feel like Colin Farrell did better than Austin Butler. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think Austin Butler did better than anyone in Banshees. Yeah. The the whole cast in Banshees was incredible. Yeah. Um, female actor in a supporting role. This is wild. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All At Once. I did. What's her competition? Angela Bassett for okay. Black Panther. Hong Chao for The Whale. I don't know. Yeah, I know who that is. Okay. Uh, Carrie Condon for The Banshees. And Stephanie Sue for everything, everywhere, all at once. The daughter. Okay, the daughter. Um, it's a. The, the thing is, is, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is the second best actor in everything, everywhere, all at once, behind Kiku Kwan. She's having fun with it, you know. Well, yeah, she is, and like they, she plays so many different ver. You haven't seen it, but like they go through so many different versions of their characters, mm-hmm. and then it's. And she's just always spot on. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. 
I feel like giving Jamie Lee Curtis a nomination is enough. I don't know. Uh, her comp, like, the only one is, like, Angela Bassett, but, like, I've never seen Black Panther. I know she won one award for it, like the Golden Globe. Yeah, she did win. Uh, I think this... It's a weird... It's a hard category. It's a category that's been flopping, yeah. I'm not sure. But, everyone... I think the industry thought that Angela Bassett was winning no matter what. So this was fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, And then male actor in a sporting role, Kihu Kwan won. Yeah, he's he's sweeping. There's no competition. Yeah. Even though though Brendan Gleeson and Barry Keegan gave amazing performances. Right. They're both nominated. Paul Dano for The Fablemans and then Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. So I mean that's just that's just some stout competition, but I feel like I mean Paul Dano he'll be he'll get nominated again, yeah. So it's not a big deal. Barry Keegan probably will too. And Eddie Redman's already won. Yeah, he's won the Best Actor. So. so yeah, he doesn't. He's fine with it. See, yeah, but that's just like. That's like more of the politics, right? It's well, like that's just the, how it works. I'm just talking reason, about how it works. The reason <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis didn't win or lost to Rami Malek in for, for the Phantom Thread for Phantom Thread was because they're like, oh, that would make Daniel Day Lewis the most winningest actor ever because he would have four best actor wins. Yeah, and they were like, he doesn't need it. He already has three. Yeah. It's just so stupid. <laughs> and his, his, it's the best performance ever in the history of movies. I've still is, never seen it. Is his performance in Phantom Thread. Uh, okay, so then on the television side, there's not a lot of awards at the SAG Awards. I know. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I bet it's a crisp show. I bet it's fun. Yeah. Um, ensemble in a drama series. Do you know who won? Uh, I'll let you guess if you don't. I'll, I'll guess. You want, you want the you want the nominees? Uh, sure. Better Call Saul, The Crown, Ozark, Severance, The White Lotus. The White Lotus. It did win. Yeah. But Severance should have won. White Lotus has a bigger cast. Yeah. But I know Jennifer Coolidge won for her role anyway. She did. Yeah. So Good for her too. That's the next one. Female actor in a drama series. Jennifer Coolidge won. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown was nominated. Mm-hmm. Julia Gardner for Ozark. Laura Linney for Ozark, and then Zendaya for Euphoria. So I love Jennifer Coolidge is cool. I've, I've always liked her, and she does kill it in White Lotus. But man, Julia Gardner's performance in the last season of Ozark is something special. The Ozarks kind of doesn't ever win awards, even though it gets nominated. She's won before. Oh, Julia actually. Gardner has. Um, but what was the other one? Can you read off the nominations? One Laura one? Lenny? No, no. Elizabeth Debicki? Yeah, the the final season of The Crown really sucks. Like it, <laughs> it was. It, I love The Crown. Like love, love, love The Crown. And the final season was just a big old letdown. High quality, but just boring. The, I mean, the more modern you get, the less fun it is. Yep, that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, Jennifer Coolidge has been sweeping, too. There was no doubt that she was going to win, I yeah. don't feel like. And she deserves it. She, why, do we, why do we agree with some of the politics and some of the... Some of the I have no idea. <laughs> uh, male actor in a drama series. Do you know this? No, give me him. Jonathan Banks, Better Call Saul. Okay. Jason Bateman, Ozark. Jeff Bridges, The Old Man. 
Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, Adam Scott, Severance. Oh, I do. It's Jason Bateman, isn't it? Yeah, he did win finally. I guess because yeah. it's the final season. Yeah. Also political. The reason, like, they wait until they know you're going about to be going out, and then they give you the awards. Yeah. Probably someone from in in someone from Better Call Saul probably should have won that role. <laughs> but I don't really know. I don't know, man. Adam Scott. You know, when it, when a comedian does it, it just seems more impressive. Yeah. And it, Severance is good. And he's got to play two separate characters in that, too. His oh. innie and his outie, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, ensemble in a comedy series. Don't really like the comedy series. So I don't know anything. You, do you want to guess? Uh, I don't know what... Yeah. Is it like... Is Atlanta a comedy? It's technically, but it's not even nominated. Oh. So it's Abbott Elementary, Barry. Oh, the Abbott one. It did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, people love that show for some reason. I don't know anything about it. The other one were The Bear, Hacks, and then Only Mer- Murders in the Building. Jeremy Allen White didn't win for The Bear? Well, this is just for the ensemble. Oh, okay. He did win. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, he did win. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really... I don't, I don't like to follow comedy series. Yeah. I don't know what it is about them. I just don't enjoy it. So I... The only one I watched was The Bear, and that's very, very liberal to call it a comedy series. Yeah, which yeah, they do. It, a lot. it was like it was like when uh, The Martian was under the comedy category, right? For the Golden Globes, <laughs> stupid. Uh, best female in a comedy series: Christina Applegate, Dead to Me, Rachel Brosnahan. Yeah, for the marvelous Miss Maisel, Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary, Jenny Ortega for Wednesday, and Gene Smart for Hacks. You got guesses? I don't even know what any of these shows are. Uh, Gene Smart won the Golden Globe. She won this too. Yeah, I don't even know what I've never heard of Hacks until this. Hacks is HBO Max show. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And then finally, male actor in a comedy series, and it went to Jeremy Allen White. Uh. Anthony Kerrigan for Barry was on there. Bill Hader for Barry. Steve Martin and Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building. No, he didn't have any competition. Well, Bill Hader does good, and uh, the Barry is well acted, but Steve Martin and Martin Short. I, my wife watches that show, but that show just not. That shouldn't even be in awards at all. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I lied. There is more. There's a best. Best female actor in a television movie or limited series. Oh god, I ain't gonna know this. It was Jessica Chastain and George and Tammy. That country show. Country music show. Emily Blunt for The English was nominated. Julia Gardner for Inventing Anna. Niecy Nash for Dahmer. And then Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. Who I would have assumed won. Would have won. Who? Amanda Seyfried. Oh. Because everyone was just raving about her. But I guess that's kind of like she's so young she'll get another one too. I don't think she's that young. I mean, she's younger than Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Uh, and then male actor in a television movie or limited series: Steve Carell for The Patient, Taron Egerton for Blackbird, Sam Elliott for 1883, Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird, or Evan Peters for Dahmer. It should be Evan Peters. See, I think it should be Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird. But it was Sam Elliott. What? Yep. 
Golden Globes got all of that crap for letting Evan Peters win that the SAG Awards were like, no, I guess so. <laughs> That's his like. I know. I didn't even. Fin- I haven't even finished on. Right? I think I have two episodes left because it's just hard to watch. Because it's boring. It's boring <laughs> and slow, but he is. It's a masterful performance. Well, the dude that plays Amy Blackbird, the one that plays the bad guy, the, the yeah, fucking with the mustache. Guy. Yeah, he is. He is. I saw a clip. Good. I saw a clip from Blackbird. He is good in that movie. And I watched The Patient, too. Steve Carell was good in that, too. But I feel like the other the dude that he was uh, trying to talk out of killing people, the guy that plays Bill Weasley. Oh, uh, Dom Hall Gleason? Yes, yes, that's his name. Was way better than Steve Carell. Like, he was just acting circles around him. Yeah. But that is all of them. I lied. There's one more. There's the stunts for television and then for movie. Yeah. What do you think one stunts for movie? I need to know the movies. Avatar, The Batman, Black Panther, Top Gun, The Woman King. Top Gun? Yeah, he won. It was, it was always going to win, you know? Yeah, being in a real plane is rough. And then for television series, Andor, The Boys, House of Dragon, Rings of Power, or Stranger Things. I feel like some of those don't even have any stunts. <laughs> yeah, how, uh, The Boys? It was Stranger Things. What? Yeah. Wild to me. That is crazy. <clears throat> okay. So now we're going to talk about the Oscars. We're going to go through, what, each each category? Yeah. And we'll, um, yeah. I mean, we'll, just the big five or all of them? Oh, uh, we can go... Th- We'll just well, give the, some the, of us the up. big five and like best animated movie, and cinematography, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll do best picture oh. last since we'll talk about all these movies. Can I say one thing about Tar that I like though, real quick? Go ahead. So t- when you start Tar, you have to sit through the whole credits at the beginning of the movie because they wa- they want to force you to see everyone that made that movie. Yeah, That's I thought it was weird. The, I thought it was the coolest thing. All right, we'll do writing. Writing, yeah, original screenplay. Okay, the nominees are Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. So between the two of us, we have seen all but the Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. Uh, I think just because of how complex Everything Everywhere is, I think it's gonna go to that. Yeah, it probably should. I do think that Manchies has a subtle. Uh, this is a hard. This is a hard category because like Banshees has subtleties in its story, like nuances that are really good. Mm-hmm. And I, if they're there in the screenplay, like if they if they come off the page like that, right? It's good as well. Like the only thing that makes everything ever all at once the contender is how complex and how. It all works yeah. at the end. That script's got to be 300 pages. Yeah. and uh, But also, on the other hand, Tar is a very smart script. Because, like, people... I, I was reading articles. Like, people are people think that her character, Lydia Tar, is a real person. I thought... I, I saw people saying that it was, yeah. It's not. It's completely fictional. Everything about it is, is complete fiction. And 
the the script is so smart in the way they're like talking and and just the dialogue is great um so it's it's a real toss-up but i think everything everywhere is going to win so i've only seen banshees and the fablements um and i would give it to the fablements i just think that it was funny when it needed to be funny but it was dramatic when it needed to be dramatic and it all comes across through the dialogue you know um and I told you that I had problems with Banshee's story. So, like, that's why. I, and I haven't seen any other ones. Um, so, we'll just go. I, I think that everything, everywhere, all at once will win. Yeah. It, I, you know, that, that is what I think. Um, so, we'll go to Adapted Screenplay. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front. Glass Onion. Living. Top Gun Maverick. And Women Talking. Man, oh, man. It's a rough year, huh? Yeah, I did not like All Quiet on the Western Front, but and out of those, I'd pick it, I guess. I haven't seen Living, though. Yeah, I haven't Or either. Women Talking. I Maybe. think Women Talking is going to be good. Yeah. I'm ex- I, I want to watch that. Um, If it's a sequel, does it automatically go to Adapted? Is that why they're both in Adapted? Because the original work is the, is the original? Wait, which one? Glass Onion and Top Gun. Because, like, Glass Onion is original. Like, Ryan Johnson wrote that. But it's in Adapted just because it's a sequel to Knives Out. So, like, the characters aren't... They are adapted, technically. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Sequels don't get a lot of writing noms, usually. It's crazy that we got two this year. Yeah. I mean, Top (laughs) Top Gun shouldn't even be on there, but... Yeah, the only ones I've seen are Glass Onion and Top Gun. So, I don't know what I want to win. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, in my mind, like if I had seen all of them, I would. I would assume like what I would want to win would probably be women talking or living. That's what I was thinking. Women talking. Yeah, but I think all quiet on the Western Front's gonna win. I think women talking is gonna win. It's written by a female. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. It's gonna win. Alright, uh, visual effects. It's gonna be fucking Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, there's not even a competition. If anything else wins, I'll never watch again. Yeah, that's you hear outrageous. It it's It would be outrageous. Sound. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Batman, Elvis, Top Gun Maverick. I've seen all those. Wait, I haven't seen all Quiet Wait, wait. <laughs> Was Avatar on there? Yeah, Avatar, The Batman, Elvis, Top Gun, and then All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. I feel like... The Batman should win, <laughs> just because of the Batmobile. Just, I just think it, it had. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, like it was the only one where like sound stood out. Like score stood out, but like also sound. Yeah, and, I feel like Top Gun actually, the sound didn't stick out for me. Yeah. And Elvis was all over the place. Oh yeah, I don't think Elvis should win at all. Yeah, but uh, I guess the only other one I would be okay with winning is like avatar but also the sound still didn't stick out but i just know that he's so it's so technical that it might win yeah the batman there's like very little dialogue in that movie so it's just sound the entire time so it really does stick out when he walks out from the shadow and you just you can hear his footsteps yeah oh my god it should win and i think it will do you think it will uh Yes, I actually do. Skip the short films? 
Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. Production design. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar. Babylon. Elvis. The Fablements. Man, this is a rough year. Yeah, what does uh, what does Avatar like? Avatar's all on, all on blue screen. Like, yeah, what kind seen, of production design does it have? It doesn't seem like Avatar's gonna win this one. <laughs> all Quiet on the Western Front had good, good production design. That's all I can really talk about out of those nominees. I think. Yeah, you watched Elvis. Oh yeah. So it depends. So Elvis or Babylon will win if they're gonna go for style. For style. Yeah. But I think All Quiet on the Western Front or the Fablemans will win if they're going realistic. Yeah. They all, I mean, Elvis and the Fablemans both had fantastic production designs, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard one to pick. Yeah. But I I would, usually the uh, production design usually goes to war movies, so I would just pick All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, I think that it probably will win. They'll They'll give Netflix some. Uh, original song if I know any of them I don't know a single one Applause from Tell It Like a Woman Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick don't remember it at all Nope. Lift Me Up from Black Panther Not To Not To from RRR and This Is A Life from Everything Everywhere I have no opinion on this but I believe Not To Not To will win the RRR one? Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Because people say that it's freaking incredible. I know. I need to... Uh, I really need to watch it. Uh, okay. Score. You know what's crazy? The Batman's not on here. They just show no love, man. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Babylon. The Banshees of Inishirin. Everything Everywhere. And The Fableman. It's... Hmm. I said I don't like All Quiet score, so I don't know. I don't. Re- I don't remember Banshee's score. It's very, 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 very little of it in there. Yeah, unless they include like the songs he sings. I'd give this to the Fablements. Yeah, I'll trust you because I have no other opinion on it. Makeup and hairstyling. All Quiet. The Batman, Black Panther, Elvis, The Whale. I think this has to go to The Whale. Oh, yeah. If it's ma- yeah, makeup? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to, because like, he looks like he's 355 pounds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's supposed to be 600 pounds. 600 pounds? Yeah. God damn. I think so. He's soft then. The muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that it will win, and it, it probably should win. I, I just don't. The Batman and Black Panther, I don't feel like. And Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only makeup the Batman has is his black grease on his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, international feature film. It always seems like a silly uh, category when one of them is nominated for Best Picture. Like, All Quiet on the Western Front is. Yeah. It's like, it's gonna win. Yeah, it is. Never even heard of any other ones. Uh, film editing. The Banshees of Inishirin. Elvis. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Tar. Top Gun. Definitely not Elvis. Yeah, it's fucking... Or, or Top Gun. No, it's... 
I've only seen 30 minutes of it. I know it's going to be everything everywhere all at once. It's got to yeah, be. It has to, Because they do so much like... Fun stuff. Yeah. So it's definitely that. And it should win. Uh, let's get the docus. Directing. Banshees. Everything Everywhere. The Fablemans. Tar. Triangle of Sadness. Oh, man. So, uh, I think the there's a misconception about directing that people don't understand, right? Mm-hmm. I've been to film school. I have a bachelor's in, of, of, of a bachelor's in film and television production is the director is not in charge of anything. (laughs) The director's only job in a movie is to, uh, tell the actors what to do. That's it. Literally. And so I think this should go to Banshees because that is what a director does. 100%. And that is why Denis Villeneuve did not get nominated for Dune because there's no standout performances in Dune. They're just like generic. And then the, the, the world is so grand. It's a whole different thing. While he should have been nominated for like a producing standpoint for that. Or yeah. Whatever. I would say definitely goes to Banshees. Yes. Uh, and I think it will win. But everything everywhere might win. It might. If freaking Spielberg wins, that's going to be ridiculous. People will riot. <laughs> uh, costume design. Babylon. Black Panther. Elvis, everything everywhere. Miss Harris goes to Paris. This is the one thing I think that Elvis will should win, probably. Yeah, it all looks so fun. Yep. And so fancy. And I think it will win. I think they gotta give it. It's either that or everything everywhere, because there's a lot of different costumes in that. Yeah, Elvis should win and will win, I think. Uh, Alright, cinematography. This is what people think directing is yes <laughs> for people that want to know <laughs> uh oh sorry i just thought you could read them also yeah all quiet on the western front bardo false chronicle of a handful of truths have you heard of that you no that? elvis empire of light and tar what it's Absolutely baffling, isn't it? Where's Banshees at? I don't know. I was just—I already knew it was going to be Banshees when you started reading, and then it's just not there. I mean, in my Who's mind, <laughs> in my mind, if it, if it's not Banshees, it should be Avatar, and neither of them are there. What the heck is this crap, huh? <laughs> like, wow, I'm. I'm flabbergasted by this. I, I really thought Banshees was like 100 yeah. in it. Banshe- yeah, seriously. Uh, out of these, I've never seen Empire of Light or Bardo. Elvis, I don't think is good. No, at, uh, cinematography at all. It's all over. It was so messy. Um, all Quiet on the Western Front is just like your normal. This is what All Quiet on the Western Front's like. So you, your normal war movie. And then it just pauses in quiet times because it's World War One, and then they just show trees in the sky. Yeah, then, I love that shit though. No, <laughs> no, but it's not like as effective as it was in like Avatar. You know, like in between scene changes in Avatar, it's showing you know, all the the whole entire area and stuff and doing those establishing shots. Yeah, this is just completely different, and it's like there for art purposes. I mean, Banshees is kind of like that, yeah. but Banshees is gorgeous. Yeah, I would. 
uh, out of the movies I've seen, I would give it to Tar. But Banshees, for sure, should be the... Should have won this category. You know what, you know what we have? Or Batman. Yeah, Bat- yeah, Batman should be nominated. Yeah. Well, over Elvis, for sure. Elvis yeah. was messy as hell. Yeah, Elvis was... Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, we, we haven't been talking about things that should have been put in. Or right. we're just going to do that with the best picture. Uh, we can just talk about it now. This is the first time we've, we've been crabby about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, we, if it matters, yeah. So, yeah, this... The Batman and Banshees, for sure, should have been the top two in this category. Yeah, and I think Avatar over some of these. Oh, yeah, Avatar as well, for sure. Avatar was gorgeous, like, even cinematography-wise. And I would give it, I would personally give it to the Batman. Like, it was an yes. impressive movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, over, but yes, for sure. The Banshees didn't change, like, your classic Oscar winner, but the Batman is, the ba- it's like a Blade, well, never mind, that did win, but... <laughs> Uh, it's like Blade, Blade Runner 2049 yeah Blade Runner 2049 is so stand out because it's like one of the most gorgeous movies you'll ever see in your life it is pretty but it's nothing happens in oh the fucking God. movie it's bro amazing. it's amazing so boring you haven't rewatched it yet like I told you to do you watched it when you were crabby <laughs> <laughs> I was crabby because I was going to see a Blade Runner movie in theaters <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fuck's going to win because this just seems ridiculous. Tar, Tar's pretty. Like, if I had to... All the movies we said, I, I think Tar's better than Avatar. Way of, like... Right. Well, I, I think that it should win. I'll, I'll listen to you. Alright, animated feature film. This is a big one this year. Because Disney 100% is not winning. Yeah, it's going to be Marcel and Michelle. Yeah. I think it is. So, uh, Pinocchio. Marcel and Michelle. I don't know. Puss in the Boots. <laughs> 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 Puss in boots, sorry. Uh, the Sea Beast and Turning Red. So I've seen all of those except for Turning Red, I think. Puss oh, I haven't seen Ghost. I haven't seen Ghost in Shell or Puss in Boots. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, want to see Marcel in the Shell because it looks freaking awesome. Yeah. So it's funny. Uh, Marcel in the Shell is going to be amazing. I think. Um, Pinocchio is going to win. The, the, it's the best Pinocchio movie I've ever seen. Have you seen it yet? No. Oh it, my god, it's amazing. It or Marcel and the Shell, or the Shell, is yeah. going to win. But the, this is the sleeper hit, though. And I heard that Puss in Boots is like one of the best animated movies you've ever seen. That's every everywhere I everywhere I see anything is that it's fucking incredible. Yeah, like it's like, better than Shrek Two. I, no, I heard that it's like into the Spider Verse as good as that. You know, it's got the same kind of art style as Into the Spider-Verse, like, yeah. kind of like cell-shaded look. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that. Yeah, I don't... When I watched Into the Spider-Verse, uh, everyone liked it more than I did, and but it does hurt my eyes. Yeah, I don't like it. Why? Why is it like that? Well, it was purposeful. Well, yeah, I know, but like, that's what Puss in Boots looks like. Oh, I think... Yeah. It's, it's got a completely different art style from the first one. Because I've seen all Shrek movies, because me and my wife... We, we downloaded all Shrek movies to watch them one time because we had only ever seen like one and two. I tell you, we, but we, we couldn't we couldn't watch Puss in Boots because I couldn't find it. The original, the first one. I've never seen it. Yeah, so I haven't seen that yet. How so many I, Shreks are there? Four. So I've never seen Shrek 4 or Puss in Boots. Yeah, I've never seen the first Puss in Boots either. Shrek 4 is with Rumpelstiltskin. Mm. But yeah, I think that it's either Pinocchio or Marcel, the show. Yeah. 
it would it would have went to Marcel every other year until Pinocchio came out. But Puss in Boots could be a secret hit because everyone says it's freaking incredible. True. It bombed though. All right, actress in a supporting role: Angela Bassett, Hong Chow for the Whale, Carrie Condon for the Banshees, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere. So it's the same exact nominees as the SAG Awards. Day. Man, I don't know. It's either man, because I would give it to the Banshees lady. She was incredible. Yeah, but I think that's who I would give it to. But it's definitely going to Angela Bassett, I think. You really think so? Yeah. She's probably got one, doesn't she? I don't think she does. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you sure? Didn't she, like, play some, like, Whitney Houston in a movie once or something? Or some famous... You can look it up, but I, I'm i pretty sure this is her first nom. I'll look it up. And because it's her first nom, and because of the career that she's had, it's going to go to her. Yeah, I know. You need to watch Strange Days. What Strange Days? That movie with with Angela Bassett with the that was like cyberpunk. I told oh, you about right, right. You gotta write stuff down. You can't just tell me. I'm high half the time, bro. I don't remember. Shit. This is her second Oscar nom. Okay. What was the first one for? Uh, what's love got to do with it? Is oh. that Whitney Houston? Yeah. Was I freaking right? <laughs> like, yeah, I was. You're like a walking dictionary. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so she has... That was in 1994. So I wasn't even born. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) But, like, so... Yeah, Ilya goes to her. This is Jamie Lee Curtis's only nom who's had, uh, you know, a lifetime achievement level career as well. Right. Both of them have. It's a a toughie. Yeah. In all reality, though, I I heard that the, the lady from The Whale... Would, is like a stellar performance. Yeah, she's super young though. I think. Yeah, she's in the. She was my favorite part of the menu. Have you seen that? I saw the menu. Oh, that's her. Yeah, the the assistant, like yeah. the the hostess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The menu was good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Such a strange movie, but I liked it. Um, actress in a leading role: Kate Blanchett, Anna de Armas, Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie. Which has got a whole controversy in and of itself. Why? Because, well, you've noticed that she wasn't at the SAG Awards. She hasn't been nominated for any other of the awards. She's the one, the day before the voting for this, all, like, in, like all of her star friends, and I'm talking about big stars, like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, and they all tweeted, like, to Leslie and Andrea Riseborough vote for her she did incredible and then she got fucking nominated Um, and it was it it knocked off someone uh someone of color that should have been there like she took that fifth spot oh dang so it's been like they were talking about taking her nom away for a while there but it seems like they're just gonna let it go (laughs) that's crazy uh michelle williams for the fablemans and then michelle yo yeah, um, we talked about this, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it should be Kate Blanchett. I'm hoping it is, but it's probably going to be Michelle Yeoh. I mean, Kate Blanchett's won, correct? I don't know for that one for that movie where she played that 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 man. That man. I'll look it up. Michelle Williams has won, correct? 
No. Just nominated seven times? Not seven. I actually just saw a thing. Amy Adams is the second most nominated person to never win with six. Yeah, she's nominated. And then tied for eight with no win. It was oh, a person I didn't know from way back when. And then I forget who else. But Michelle Williams was on there with like four, I think. And it has never won? I believe so. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, Kate Blanchett has won two Oscars, actually. Yeah, so it's definitely yeah, not going to her. <laughs> it's what she would she would be with uh God dang, she'd been nominated a thousand times too. Yeah. She won for Notes on a Scandal and Blue Jasmine. Okay. Yeah, I knew that she had definitely won at least once. But she's one hundred percent not gonna win because of that. Michelle Yeoh is going to win. There's just no way that she doesn't. Are we sure this is her first nomination? Pretty sure. But I think now knowing that Michelle Williams has never won, I'd give it to her. I'll check Michelle Williams right now. That long silence is because he's texting or Googling stuff and he can't do two things at once just for everyone. Well, I was looking at Michelle Yeoh to see if she was nominated another time. No? No. Uh, Michelle Williams, is, this is her fifth nomination. With no win. With no win. So she's one behind Amy Adams. I'd give it to her because she does a great job. <clears throat> but we'll move on so you don't get too heated. <laughs> About what? About Kate Blanchett. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, actor in a supporting role. This is a stacked-ass fucking group right yeah, here. Yeah, stacked, but it's just going to Kihu Kwan. Kihu Kwan, Barry Keegan, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. You know, you would know him if you yeah. saw him. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, and then Brendan Gleeson. This could, yeah, it's definitely going to go to Kehu Kwan. It's not actually as stacked as I thought. Yeah, I mean, I think out of all those, he's probably just going up against Brendan Gleeson. And really just Brendan Gleeson. Barry Keegan wasn't in the movie that long. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans? He's in the movie for like less than six minutes. Oh, breaking, breaking Anthony Hopkins' record. <laughs> I mean, he ain't going to win. <laughs> um, and then actor in a leading role. Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Paul Meskel for After Sun, Bill Nye for Living. So we we neither one of us have seen The Whale, but I still yeah I still think Colin Farrell did better than Austin Butler did. Yeah, I think that Brendan Fraser should win though, even without seeing it. I've seen enough to know that because like if you look at his previous work. He's never been super serious, and you can just tell that this this like this is a role of a lifetime. Yeah. So I think he should win. I think he will win. I think he will too. And Oscars very rarely go to young people. Yeah. Uh, and then just best picture, which are All Quiet on the Front, Avatar, The Banshees, Avengers, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar. Top Gun, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. So I've seen five of these movies. I've seen seven. And we talked about ranking them. 
Yeah, I'm down to well, we the ones we've watched. Yeah, I'm down. It's gonna be hard because, well, like you rank your five and I rank my seven. Yeah. Okay. Let me pull up some noms here, so I can look at it. <clears throat> so, my least favorite is Elvis. I think. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I really did like the movie, but I just don't feel like any of it was super standout. The directing's all over the place. The acting is a little... I mean, he he does a good job, but it's... It's a little over the top, the whole movie is. You yeah. know? Baz Luhrmann's like that. Like, the, the camera's just going all over the place. There's lights and flashing and doing all kinds of shit. And just... It's too much. Um, then I would go Top Gun Maverick. I am also in agreement with this. Because, you know, last week or whenever I had watched it, we talked about... It really just being an old school blockbuster movie, and the only reason it got nominated is because our blockbuster movies nowadays are fucking garbage. So I don't think it's best picture quality. Yeah, but it is a very fun movie. Like I, I did enjoy that movie. Um, then I would go Banshees. Uh, we'll we'll just finish my list since we're diverting. Yep. And I, we talk, I talked about Banshees. I I did enjoy the movie. Everyone's acting their ass off. The cinematography's great. Um, I just don't love the tone flopping. And the story is a little weak, in my opinion. Um, I feel like the movie should have went on maybe another 30 minutes. And I think I would have liked it more. But yeah, like, you know. And then I would go The Fablements. Which you're going to watch, so we're not going to talk a lot about it. But Steven Spielberg just, he's got some kind of magic too. Yeah. And, you know, it, it feels like it hits a bunch of genres all at the same time, and all of them work, and the, none of them clash. And it's just impressive stuff that you, being able to do that. And then I would go Avatar. And I was an Avatar detractor when when this movie first came out. Like I thought it was gonna bomb. I was like, this this shit's gonna be garbage, whatever, blah blah blah. I kept telling you it wasn't. You, you kept telling me, and I just I'll never never bet against James Cameron again. <laughs> he is absolutely next level when it comes to sequels in general, like movies, but sequels in particular, I guess. Yeah. Um. And I'm all in. I, if he wants to do all seven of these fucking movies, let him. Because this movie was so good. It's comp- like it doubles in quality over the first one in every single aspect. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, fun so, fact about Avatar. Uh huh. Because I didn't have a fun fact on last week's episode. You missed a nugget. I, I missed a one. I missed a <laughs> nugget of, of fun fact. This is confirmed by the head of visual effects, the director of visual effects from the movie. Okay, said that the reason that uh, the like the the main son—I forget what his name is—their names are complicated. Yeah, the yeah. main son, the one who's like swimming with the whale, being, right, right, being right. all rebellious and stuff. So he has the two braids in front of his head, in front of his uh, one eye, mm-hmm. to in 
and James Cameron specifically t- said to the visual effects supervisor of the movie was like you need to keep those braids in front of his eye at all times he said I want it to look like Eddie Furlong in Terminator 2 because he's rebellious wow because and then if you watch Terminator 2 Edward Furlong's hair is always covering his right eye yeah and so he has those two braids covering his right eye this whole movie because so, he's rebellious I like that I, I'm gonna do a little tangent since we're talking about Cameron and Spielberg a lot okay they are two of they are the only two directors that I can think of that can pull off a kid in a movie and not have it be annoying. And they do it consistently and I don't understand why no one else can fucking do it. You're right. Well, the only other one is like Juno. Well, Juno like that's like a teenager though. Oh, you mean like a kid? Yeah, like the Jurassic Park kids. Oh, yeah. Or Newt from Aliens. Like, how do they do this when yeah. everyone else fucking sucks at it? I didn't even think about that. It's just impressive. I was thinking about that the other day. But they're the only two that can do it. Nolan won't even put a kid in there in his fucking movie because he can't deal with it. He's like, I'm dealing with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, we need, we're going to talk about... We need to talk about Nolan next week because this new movie's looking like he's going to fix his freaking... Uh, he gonna get his Oscar? Pro, no, he's gonna fix his protagonist problem he's had lately. He does have a protagonist problem, and he's got a sound problem. I like the sound thing because it, it makes sense in my head. We can talk about Nolan next week. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> were you gonna say something else about the Avatar before uh, I cut you off? I could gush and gush about Avatar, but no, I'm good. Go okay. ahead and finish your list. I have a question about Avatar. Well, well, when I get to Avatar on my list, we'll talk about it. Okay. So I was just. Same with you, right? Uh, Elvis at the bottom, and then Top Gun. So let me think here. So then, I would definitely go All Quiet on the Western Front. I This is like not even in my top five war movies I've ever seen. It's the only one of these nominees that I just don't want to watch. Every other one I want to watch. No, I was fine with it. I was like, yeah, the mine is The Fablements. I really just don't want to watch it. <laughs> But I will, because I, I like Steven Spielberg, and, well, yeah, who doesn't? But it's just like, I don't know. I already said what I said about All Quiet on Western Front. It just didn't do it for me. It added a bunch of weirdness that I didn't like, a bunch of artsy-fartsy stuff that is not needed in a war movie, or at least what they were trying to do. Would a, would a smaller runtime helped? No, I, I, the movie didn't feel long. It, it didn't feel long to me. I felt, uh... And I watched... I was up till like, 2 o'clock in the morning last night watching them my effort. That's what I did with The Fablemans. Yeah. I started it, and I was like, I'm just gonna watch half tonight, and I'll finish tomorrow, and I was fucking up all night. Yeah. So I just... Uh, that Yeah. It didn't feel long. I don't know what it was about it. I just didn't like it. Maybe I didn't connect with the main character. None of the... None of the main, like, characters in the movie hit. Is it Ger- Is it in German? Oh, yeah. 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 All of it. That's probably why. That's probably what did it. And then, with the the connection thing. Yeah. Probably, but it's just. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, after that, what do I have left? So I have Avatar. And. Tar. And Banshees. <laughs> Banshees and everything everywhere. Yeah. Honestly, out of all of those. I would put everything everywhere next. Yeah. 
it's fine. Like, it's a good movie. I think I need to watch it one more time to, like, fully appreciate it. Because it's, like, the first time you watch it, you're so, like, overwhelmed. And there's so much stuff going on. Did you get far enough for me to do this and you understand what the heck I'm talking about? No. Okay. So, never mind. Because then that, this has got some weird stuff. Um, to be honest, like, I'm not even going to lie. I don't even think everything everywhere is is Oscar worthy. I think it's just uh, it's a really great movie, but it's not like I don't know. It, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's original though. It is very original. And that's that's why it is where it is. That's why it's nominated for sure. This is where it gets difficult, I think, because. No, I don't think so. I would go Avatar next. I really love Avatar. But at a story level and it's it's a it's it is a simple story which I love, but I the kid, the the human kid, Spider. Spider really takes you out of it sometimes. I like it. He's like okay. <laughs> uh I don't know. I I really I, uh, the only other thing about Avatar that I kind of was just like a little not skeptical but like I didn't quite like was that the uh, the villain is still alive mm-hmm. like I feel like they should have been done with him and got, got us onto a new one for this new movie because I feel like he's done like I feel like I don't care about him anymore he's gonna be the villain in every movie no he's not they said that oh really I think so. Oh, I thought he was only had one more movie and he was done. No, I think he's, I think he's the villain in every movie. Oh god. Okay. Um, Don't bet against him, old Jimmy Cameron. I'm struggling with Tar because, like, at initial watch, like right when Tar got done, I was like, "This is, movie was great," and I was like, "I don't know if it's as good as Banshees." Hmm. How long ago did you watch it? Have you sat long enough? It's been it's been some days. Yeah. It was probably the beginning of the week, so five five ish days. Uh, and it just is better and better. And it, it it spoke to me because I oh I didn't talk about this. Okay. Separating yeah. the art from the artist. Right. Because I do like hundred percent. You know what I mean? I do too. And that is what this whole movie is about. It's right. Like shh, I can't really talk because you're gonna watch this movie. But it's so good, and it's like, uh, it's, you're like, it's one of those captivating movies. And it is shot like the King's Speech, because it's like all over her face. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. It's, She's a conductor? Yes. Okay. She's like, super prestigious. She's got an EGOT and all sorts of okay. stuff. But, I still... I think that will be next, Tar. I really do like it. And I think it. I would probably rather re-watch Tar than Banshees. But I do think Banshees is... Banshees just grabbed me. You know? I was like living with... I was like living in that. You, you, know you were freaking Rowan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was freaking Rowan. <laughs> but you know when like you're watching something that's so captivating to you that like the 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 world around the screen like just goes black yeah and you're just like you tunnel vision into that yeah 
And that's what that's how I was that whole movie. I was just like boom, just like in it. That's how I was for Avatar. Yeah, and so I I do think that that is my favorite of these for sure. Do we want to get not in some nominations for movies that should be nominated for this that aren't? Yeah. Okay. You have a list. I do not have a list. I forgot okay. about this, but I need to see what came out this year. Okay. Do you have one? Yes. So. One, I do think the Batman should be on here. Um, definitely over Elvis and Top Gun. 100%. The Batman, for sure. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Like, They need to appreciate good hero movies, is what they need to do. Yeah, so, so far the only one that's ever been nominated still is Black Panther, right? For Best Picture? Yeah. Because Dark Knight didn't uh, get nominated. Well, uh, so I think like the original Superman... For best picture, I think so. Like, like uh, I'm pretty sure Christopher Reeves Superman. Jeez. But yeah, I think that this movie deserved a nom. I don't think it would have won or anything, but I do think it deserved a nom. Uh, I have more of you. I have one more. Oh, I, I just thought you were looking something up. Oh, I'm, I'm looking up Superman. It was nominated for three Oscars. Let's see. Nope. Dang. So just Black Panther. If any movie deserved to get this nom after The Dark Knight got snubbed, it's this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, wasn't The Joker nominated, though? Yeah. Does that count? I don't see why not. No. I mean, The Joker, the Joker deserved it. I think it got nubbed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, that definitely should have been up there. I don't know why it is not as loved as the other Batman movies because it's better than all of them. It's just not as as big of a story. So maybe that's why. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean I I uh, it's good. I mean it's great. It's a great movie and it should be nominated and everything, but I still at my core think I like Dark Knight Rises more. Dark Knight Rises? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I, I think I'm a I, big Dark Knight Rises stan. <laughs> I mean I think I like a lot of the Nolan movies. Probably I like I would watch them more than I would watch the Batman. Yeah. Cause they're just more exciting. The Batman's just a, it's such a small story. Yeah. And I think that's what factors in. You don't want, like, people don't want a small story when a superhero, what's a superhero movie? Uh, so I don't know if I would, well, I mean, over Elvis and fucking Top Gun, yes, I would put the Northman. Oh, yeah. Northman. It should have been nominated for something. I can't believe it's not, not yeah, not nominated for anything? Like, that should have won set design. Their sets were made from the real wood that the Vikings would have cut to make all of their huts. And they grew the farm legit. The set is so practical and real that they're keeping it up as a museum for Vikings. You know what's crazy? How did this not get nominated for anything? Let's talk about everything this motherfucking thing should have got nominated for. Cinematography. Costume design. Costume design. Hair and makeup. Yep. Production design. Yep. Uh... I mean, maybe, maybe an acting nom for Ethan Hawke. Uh, no, I was gonna say uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, but I, I'm okay with Ethan Hawke too. 
I'm actually fine with uh, Ethan Hawke's uh, cousin or whatever, or his brother. Yeah, the bad, the bad guy? guy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that should have been best or nominated for best picture. Also, yeah, it's incredible. I, mean, I, I had issues with the movie, but some of this, some of these fucking movies I got nominated. Yeah, I would definitely put Nope on here. I know you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but it's definitely better than Tar and Top Gun or not Elvis and Top Gun. And <laughs> so all movies mm-hmm. can be boiled down to a what if question. You know what I'm saying? No. You don't get, you don't get it? <laughs> no. So like, like God, I, it, oh, you mean like the premise? The premise of the movie. Yes, so I like do you, understand. You have an idea. What if this happened? The what if question for Nope is one of the greatest what if questions. Like, what, it was one of the greatest things I've ever, like, I can't even admit, the fact that this came out of someone's brain was like the coolest freaking thing. Because it's like the dumbest what if question you could ever ask. And then he makes a movie that's actually freaking good about it. You need to watch Nope so we can talk about it. Because that movie is insane. So I haven't found another contender that I would put up. But I did find one that you might want to. Crimes of the Future. Oh, yeah. Would you put that? Crimes of the Future is definitely a better movie than... Crimes of the Future is a better movie than probably like... Probably like five of them. No, eight. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I think the only things that are better than Crimes of the Future in this lineup is <coughs> is Banshees and Tar. Because let me tell you, Crimes of the Future is a movie that you're gonna watch and you're not gonna like it when you when you get done with it. Why not? No, no, no like like no one like because it doesn't make you feel good. Well, yeah, and, I, and, I, I and can it, imagine that. It's just and you're gonna be like, what the heck? And then the movie just sits with you forever and you're like god that's another that one has a good what if question too it's a real good what if question and it's it is just incredible i really want to watch that movie again because it's so good i'm gonna watch it yeah my movie list is long but i I have a list on my phone yeah i bet that i have so much stuff i want to watch half the time though i ask i do the mistake i ask my wife if she wants to watch it too and then she says yes yeah (laughs) See, mine is the complete opposite. I'm like, what do you want to do? You want to watch a movie? And she says, no. <laughs> no, that's what happens. She wants to watch a movie. And then I, I'm like, okay, well, let's watch it. And then she's like, no, I don't want, no, not right now. Oh, she, my, mine just never wants to watch a movie. Oh, well, that's great. That means you've got time to watch them. Uh, nah, because I have to spend time with her. Oh, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> uh, this, seem, this is going to seem weird. But because of how weak I feel like some of the noms are, I would put Don't Worry Darling. Yeah, and that movie got got review bombed just because of the drama that was going on. Because that movie's good. Because I, w- I would nominate this in several categories, actually. I-, I would give it cinematography also. And I think I would do editing. Film editing. Because it was... Yeah, those it flashes was a of... crisp movie, you know? Yeah, it was. Um, and I-, I would give it a Best Picture nom with this, with this list, at least. I really like that movie. I can't believe it got the hate that it did just because. What did she even? What did she even do? I don't even know what she did. Who? Olivia Wilde. She didn't. Uh, it's not even. It's not like there's nothing she did. She she started a relationship with Harry, right? And uh, Florence Pugh came out and was like, 
she didn't direct. She didn't like Florence Pugh directed her own performance because Olivia Wilde was so busy talking to Harry the whole time and doing all that. That was it. And then there was the spit thing that Chris Pine. Well, there was the Shia LaBeouf thing. There was that recording of her begging Shia LaBeouf to come back. But I don't understand. I guess oh because that came out after she was like oh I fired him. That's yeah. what happened. And he said that he wasn't fired. He right. came out and was like, I wasn't fired. God, that movie would have been so much better with Shia LaBeouf in it. Instead and of Harry, Harry Styles? Styles? Yeah, I know. My yeah. gosh. That movie was good, though. Yeah. In all honesty, I think I would put the menu over a bunch of these movies, too. I mean, the menu was very good. Well acted, well written. Trying to find movies, but I think we've hit them. See, I have two, but they're both horror movies, and horror movies don't really belong. Yeah, Barbarian wasn't good enough to do this, man. Barbarian was good enough, but I also think Black Phone was good enough. Have you seen Black Phone? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Did we go together? No. That was a tight, crisp movie. That was well written. Everything comes back and plays its part right at the end, just like you want. It's like a... It's like a perfect script for teaching people how to write a script. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted to shout them out. Ethan Hawke should be nominated for his role. Yeah. I'd I'd do a supporting. I'd give him the supporting. But, yeah, I mean, he was incredible. He doesn't ever get any love. And he's always great. Yeah. I think I've hit all of my ones I would put over it. Uh, what was the other horror movie? Oh, you said Barbarian. Yeah, Barbarian. It's a, I mean, it's a good movie. It's very scary. Ethan Hawke's been nominated four times. What? For what? Let me hear. Uh, Boyhood. Oh, that makes sense. Before Midnight and Before Sunset. Okay. But that's for best writing. I didn't know he wrote those. Oh, damn. I didn't know that either. And uh, Training Day. Oh. Never won? Nope. I don't know who beat him in Boyhood. It was probably one of them stacked years. Yeah, we go to the Oscars. 2015. But yeah, I think that's everything. Okay. Uh, well, this is Reels. Thank you all for watching. Uh, we have another podcast called Cartridges. It's about video games. If you want to check that out. Uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for watching. See you guys next week.